0: Log Talk Radio.
1: PLS, Chapter One.
0: What'll be the catalyst, perhaps a false flag from a masochist? You have to be a pacifist to actually believe it was an accident. From a masochist, would I be the catalyst? Perhaps a false flag from a
2: we have the man himself, the artist that just made that song or made that song. D1 live on the line right now. You, that was a, probably my worst, most terrible introduction of all time. you <laughs> ready for it? Yeah, I should, I should start writing them down. And, but yeah, thank you for taking the time uh, tonight. To come on the show. Um, the song we just heard this, this week, you just released a video for that song and a visual. It's a great video, you know, very strong, both the song and, and the visual we, we now have for, it, but loved it. But, uh, can you tell everybody that may not have seen it yet a little bit about it? Um, it's a video for the song called Bricks. It's my political
1: album. Uh, it's directed by Sean Gravenkamp, Sean G Productions. Um, He's done a lot of uh, videos out of Ohio. Sure, a lot of people have seen his videos, even if they didn't know it. Um, but basically, it's just a simple video. We kind of took the approach of uh, doing what uh, the group Anonymous does, where they kind of sit at a table and act like they're uh, it's like a news broadcast type thing. We had the anonymous mask sitting on the table, and it was just a real simple thing where we just put the green screen behind it and just threw in a bunch of cool visuals. But shot it in like under an hour. Um, but we have a really good director who can do a lot of cool things with editing.
2: Um, it looks like it took a lot more time than it did. Yeah, it's good. Nice people are getting shot in the head, people getting blowed up. Everybody can watch this. Go to YouTube.com, just search D1 Bricks, or go to D1.com and, and check it out. But, uh, I, I, I just saw today how uh, – um, I went to D1.com. Do you actually know about this? I don't know if you tried to ever get the rights to D1.com. No. I, I, I <laughs> like,
1: What is like,
2: what can I say? <laughs> it's actually, like, if you go to D1.com, there's actually Dimension 1 spas or some shit. <laughs> some. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, no time for fucking around here or, or flipping trees anymore. Uh, let's get right into it. Um, where were you on September 11th, 2001?
1: Uh, I was in high school, so I was in class when that happened. I was actually on
2: drugs when it happened. So, uh, uh, wouldn't it say you get out of school and uh, uh, turn on the TV, or, or how did you? No, they kept in, the, in the school. Yeah, they kept us
1: in school uh, during an. Um, Basically every class, they just they turn on the TVs and we just watch the news for the rest of the day.
2: So now that, that was thirteen years ago, but um, now can you say after everything that 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 you researched and and, and just how you feel about things was nine eleven a false flag attack on our country?
1: I don't I don't know um, I don't. I think it's dumb to say exactly what it is. Um, you can certainly find a lot of evidence that would show that it could have been, and you could also find a lot of evidence that shows it's not. Um, it's The Internet's a weird thing where you can kind of legitimize any theory because there's so much different information out there and um, you never know where it's coming from. But um, I think the the main thing with it is the there's a lot of evidence of the government participating in false flags, both American government and other governments, throughout history. So when you know that it's a possibility, I think that's what opens the door for for conspiracy theorists to say everything is a false flag. Um, uh, the thing with 9-11 is whether it was a false flag or not, it was used to political agendas that had nothing to do with it, like going to war in Iraq and staying in Afghanistan as long as we have, even though we got bin Laden already. Um, Passing the Patriot Act and giving up rights and freedoms that really haven't protected us anymore than they did when we didn't have to do those things. Um,
2: And that's the part of it that really bothers me most of all. Yeah, you made a song called The Patriots Act that we're going to play at the end of the show. And mm-hmm. on the song, you said, would you give up your rights just to feel like you're safe? So mm-hmm. that was a that was like, well, we have to do this because we're we're being attacked and terrorists are coming after us. But still, you're giving up your rights just to feel like you're safe. Right. Yeah, so there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of things about it. Yes, yeah, it's there's the conspiracies and then where it wasn't a,
1: necessary. Yeah, there's the
2: conspiracies and then there's the official story but uh, what elements of that day should should we be looking at to try to get as close to the truth as possible. Um, I don't know. I don't like we're not gonna learn anything more than we already
1: know. So it's like one of those things where you can't really dwell on. Um I think the important thing is to focus on what's what is being used to still push and kind of reevaluate what we, what kind of rights we should have given up and what we shouldn't have. Um, I think, especially with the Snowden stuff and the um, prison program and uh, all that. I mean, I think that's the part where people need to change their focus too. Instead of arguing with people about conspiracy theories that n- neither side can
2: prove. Yeah, do you know, how do you feel about the uh, what, I, what I think is kind of a commercialization of the whole thing in 9/11? Um, like now, if you go to the new World Trade Center, they're, they're selling merch. You know, they're selling shirts. I <laughs> say, you know, they're, they're and it's like uh, it's now being used, of course, for many years now in, in Hollywood and in movies and for people to. Uh, I mean, it, it's over 3,000 people were killed, uh, so. You know, people directly—not directly tied to any tragedy—or you know, you hear about a shooting on the news, and, and it's like, well, if you didn't know the person, it doesn't directly affect you, no matter no matter how sad it is. But nine uh, eleven was something that uh, um, everyone pretty much has, has an opinion on. They're either on one side or the other. But uh, I'm kind of in the middle on it, and it sounds like maybe maybe you might be as well. And certainly, you're angry about different things that came after that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think whenever these situations happen, it's foolish to take one side or the other. Um, And for the the conspiracy theorists, to their credit, the government didn't do a good enough job of proving their story. So until they can do that, it it leaves the door open for conspiracy theorists to say whatever. So I don't fault them for for jumping on the other side.
2: Yeah, and uh, actually Jesse Ventura uh, had a show called Conspiracy Theory and we used to watch it, I mean, we hated that newest season of it, but on one of the shows concerning 9-11, he spoke to someone who worked at the Ground Zero site, like, I forget his name now, but he said that the black boxes were discovered and found, because black boxes are, you know, indestructible, and, and they're they're found, no. they even find them in, in the ocean and shit, when planes crash in the ocean, so they certainly found them that day, but for some reason, in the 9-11 commission report, that was, you know, omitted, that the, the they actually found those. Now, what, what what do you think could be? Why would they hide that? Like though, if if they black boxes were found, like from the actual flights and the planes, or the drones, or whatever, whatever, whatever your feeling on it is, uh, why why would they actually hide that that they were found? The government.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, yeah I have no idea. It, that's just it's one of those many things that they've done that is kind of. The head scratcher—you wonder why they would do that if if the, if, if everything was on the up and up and the, they're telling the truth about what happened. That's just another one of those things.
2: Yeah, because it could totally like uh, prove their case if if uh, they could just release audio from those and be like, "Look, what we're telling everybody—this really happened." But they haven't released mm-hmm. <laughs> those questions there and uh, all the surveillance around the Pentagon. That uh, hasn't been released. So those are my main questions as far as the actual day of the event. But also there's this this bullfuck. Larry Silverstein was the guy that actually took out a lease on the entire World Trade Center complex right before it was destroyed. Now, was that right. just like coincidence, just a bad day at the office? or you Because know, he did have an insurance policy specifically covering terrorist attacks. Which I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it know, it's understandable. In 1993, the World Trade Center got attacked, but yeah, he was in, in and out of court for years, just trying to get more money from off the insurance. So, i at he's kind of suspect on that on that issue. If you know about Larry Silverstein, the actual guy that owns the World Trade Center, right?
1: Yeah, and then also they're running um, they're running drills with fighter jets uh, that were it was a drill for the same scenario of hijacked airplanes and um, at the same exact time that it happened and that confused them and caused them to respond late. Um, There's just a whole bunch of different, like, little weird things surrounding the whole thing. I mean, maybe it was just a one of those days where everything was a coincidence, but when you really start to look into that stuff, you kind of get to a point where it's like, all right, something's not right here.
2: Yeah, if it, if it all looks looks like shit and smells like shit, then there's probably a piece of shit there in the room that everyone's seeing and, and, and smelling. But um, as far as uh, well, we go back to like I was about to say, wasn't Pearl Harbor a false flag attack on our country and that eventually come out? Um, I think there's something weird with that.
1: I don't think. I mean, definitely not the U.S. government behind that I think. They knew that it was going to happen and possibly allowed it to happen, but I don't want to say that it's
2: facts because I haven't really looked into it myself. So um, what can we see, uh people do about it? Like, uh, we can go out and vote. Um, Bush was elected in 2000. Like, let's just start there. Um, he was actually elected. It came down to Florida, but um, it seems like Al Gore had more votes. And uh, other people's votes weren't uh, mm-hmm. being accounted for, but yet since uh, Bush's cousin was uh, governor of Florida, it, was, it just became a thing to where Bush was now the president. Now Gore came on TV like we need acceptance and this and that. <laughs> so uh, was Bush actually elected, literally, or was this one of the biggest uh, uh, things to happen in, in our time, to where we yeah, have the person that? Uh, got the most votes, didn't actually become president.
1: Uh, when it comes down to it, the whole voting system is a fraud either way, regardless of what happened in Florida. I mean, you're picking between the same two people every election, and it's yeah, the whole the whole thing's bullshit. It's just uh, an illusion to make everyone feel like they're actually living in a democracy when we really have no control over what these people do when they get elected in office and we have no control over who it is that gets in the
2: position of being voted on. Yeah, they give you a choice, but it's a, a, a choice of one of two people and certainly no independence.
1: Right. And, and it's like you're giving you a choice but when there are when there a are a choice. Yeah, and the independents that are on the bill, there's no way they're ever going to win. They don't, they don't get the spotlight. They don't have all the lobbyists behind them. They don't have all the uh, PAC money behind them, and they're not uh, included in the debates and stuff. So. Yeah, I look at
2: like the last this one. On in the race. Debate, Ross Perot. I remember Ross Perot like many years ago was actually in the debates as a Reform Party candidate, but that was right. it. Like you know, that was so long yeah. ago. Yeah, and
1: and he was made to look. I don't. I didn't really pay attention to politics, since, so I don't really know if he was a good candidate or not. But I do know that the media sure painted him like some crazy dude that never have a chance of running a country or anything like that. So,
2: how do you feel right now? As far as uh is the country better now with Obama in office or was it better with Bush in office? As far as I'm concerned, it's the same.
1: I think, I mean, yeah, Either it's it's one of the things where Obama, see, I didn't really pay attention to parts. I, I did not care at all uh, growing up and stuff. I would just roll my eyes and not even, I would just zone out. But Bush, kind of 9-11, that whole thing, it kind of pissed me off, and I got so into that whole thing that when Obama came along, Started to care And was like "All right, Here's someone who could actually make a change And then he got into office And if you pay attention To everything that he's done It's He's continued all of the Bush policies Um Any chance that he's had To Change something He doesn't And all the stuff that he campaigned on He has not followed through on There's been some things he's followed through on But A majority of it The the issues that I cared about the most He's fallen back on And um it's it's no different than
2: Bush for as far as all the things that I voted for him for. But um, you think Bush was a uh, smart? <laughs> I say this because they actually published many books called Bushisms, where he was saying things like "Hispanically speaking," or "I want to put food on your family." So you know, he, he didn't verbalize or speak very well, but uh, there's many people who say he was a great leader. <laughs>
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: I don't, don't know who those people are, but
2: <laughs> I've run into a few of them. Yeah. um, you actually made a song called Change, and um, uh, I'm about to play that right now. Um, okay. Uh, how do you? Uh, well, I'll, I'll ask you. I'll ask you after a couple on. I'll ask you. Has anything changed as far as how you feel about Obama? Right after this song, this is a song. From political love story, this D1 change. here now and Jamie Joshua Live talking to to D1. I have a new conspiracy. Do I turn songs on in the middle of the show just to play them, or is it so I can go out and take a smoke break? (laughs) (laughs) Now, you actually quit smoking cigarettes. Uh, How long has it been now? You've been off those? Uh, It's been about a year and a half. Uh, Yeah. Um... Obama, uh, has anything changed as far as how you feel about Obama since you made that song that I just played? Um,
1: I'd say I'm back to where how I was feeling about Obama when I made that song because after I made that song, like, I started to go off the deep end as far as how much I I started, like, hating the dude. Like, I jumped on the Fox News bandwagon, I was saying, he's the devil, he's, Gonna, he's going to bring america down and all this stuff but um kind of got my head back to um back level and went back to how I felt kind of during that time it was just more um I was just feeling let down and um disappointed and kind of felt betrayed I've said still, I still feel that way
2: yeah, It's uh what some call the national nightmare of his presidency Now, uh, since he took office uh Eleven and a half million people are no longer working and twenty percent of America is on food stamps. twenty uh, percent. Now mm-hmm. that's just, just staggering numbers, um, to me. But um is it is it just the way the world is now? Uh are our, our jobs harder to get? Like I have my own theory about um um mexicans that might not please too many people but they come and work two jobs and that's taking the job you know maybe there are jobs but uh, people that work two three jobs are taken <laughs> but uh, anyway i digress uh, um obama came on television right after the sandy hook shooting happened where kids kid kid kids not high school kids but kids were shot and he was crying and he was he was saying that he would ban the uh assault rifle uh magazines to hold more than thirty rounds of ammo but this did not happen. Now uh, how why do you feel like if Obama was so passionate about gun gun control and, and passing that bill then and what stopped them? Um, I
1: think it was just lift service and doing what he had to do, um politically, um, to appease people something like that happens and you got to step up and say how you're going to fix it. But you don't really have to follow through anymore because Americans are ADD as hell now. And they jump onto the next thing so quickly and forget about the other stuff going on that, I mean, it doesn't even matter that it didn't happen. Nobody really cares anymore. No
2: one's talking about gun rights anymore. Yeah. It seems to be the case. Like uh, these issues come up and, and, and get hot shotted for a little bit.
0: Then nobody's mm-hmm. talking about them. Like I've seen you say it
2: and, before. And, well, you know.
1: at said Obama the day, got reelected, uh, and now nobody's going to be talking about it next week. <laughs> right. And at the end of the day, guns, stricter gun laws is not the answer to that problem. The answer is paying more attention to uh, the mental health of kids and getting to the root of the problem before they get to the point where they're trying to shoot up the school.
2: Yeah, you actually uh, opened my eyes at some point, like in the past year, because you pointed me to a website called Guns Save Lives that actually shows mm-hmm. how many more lives have been saved by you know people owning guns or whether whether police uh, coming to a scene or something. So like like whenever people put up those numbers, like look at how many people were killed at, at this or this. Well, actually, mm-hmm. uh, guns have saved more lives than than they've actually. Uh, then the people that are on that side of things trying to get a, get get guns banned would uh right would like and to the, and be the ones up. that are the ones that are on the side
1: doing the killing murdering people with the guns they don't own the guns legally most of the time anyway so passing stricter laws is just taking the guns out of the people's hands that are saving lives with them so kind of backwards logic
2: now. Um, I'm sure you know that what happened, it's kind of jumping subjects, but uh, this week here in Columbus, Ohio, at Port Columbus, uh, the police just shot and killed him, killed the guy. Um, do you have any idea what was going on there at Port Columbus the other day? Uh, they said that the guy had knives. I mean, do you think he was a terrorist? I mean,
1: and it sounded from what I read, he it, it was just, he just had mental problems, and he had issues in the past. Um, I think he had an attempted murder charge in the past or something. Um, it sounds, they, I guess they shot the guy, and he got back up and still lunged at him again, and so they ended up moving on him at that point or something. didn't sound like it was anything. Yeah.
2: you have any videos on this actual
1: altercation been released? I don't know if they have been released yet. Yeah, they did say they're going to, but when I read that, they hadn't been released yet.
2: Yeah, because when I first heard this news, I was like, uh, (laughs) "We're next. We're next on the uh, Ferguson, Missouri list. Uh, There's going to be protests and riots here because when police kill someone like that." What's crazy is I
1: don't I don't know if it's true, but I did read someone saying that supposedly Columbus is in the top like three cities of the most deaths by police officers. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but that would be. Pretty eye opening.
2: I know that Columbus has 90% of all crime in the state of Ohio, and, uh, as far as uh, violent crimes and pro- property crimes. and, and that, that was kind of staggering to me when I found that out. Because, um, you know, um, that's the whole state of Ohio. Like on neighborhoodscout.com, if you're planning to move to Columbus, Ohio, they would tell you, no, don't do it. It's not safe. So, I don't know, is the uh, um, guns and uh, these things that have been happening. Uh, Michael Brown's a big one. But uh, I want to talk about a guy, uh, This case in New York, Eric Garner, the guy that was uh, killed either by the chokehold that was put on, an illegal chokehold that was banned years ago in, in New York, or it was either that or another cop pressing his knee into his body, so, like, uh, that's why there is no indictment there. But um, the sim- simple fact that like, this was on the video, and also the, it's just the fact that, you know, calling it like it, like you see it, you know, he was killed by police for selling untaxed cigarettes. Uh, that's, that's like, uh, maybe, you know, he was cussing at him. Maybe he was doing this or that. But uh, Eric Garner was, in fact, killed for selling untaxed cigarettes. Now, he. You you heard about this story? Then what was the first thought that went through your head about that? It,
1: it, it's just one of those things where every time you hear about one of those stories, like God damn it again, we're still going through this and nothing is changing. I don't I don't really understand it exactly. It's like when
2: is when is anything ever going to change? And uh, well, let's get into a uh, fear and uh, the art of baiting. Baiting is something I wanted you to explain to anyone listening. I know you're familiar with this and, and, and uh, how the media is, but last uh, time you were on the show, I asked you if you were afraid of Ebola, and you laughed and said no. Then I mentioned the uh, bird flu, the uh, H5N1 virus from you know years back, and you said that that did kind of get to you at the time. So, uh, like, what should we not be afraid of that they're
0: spreading right now,
2: and what should we be afraid of? I I don't know. I just, it, I just don't –
1: I try not to let the news create that fear anymore because I used to. And if you do let that happen, then there's something new that you can be afraid of every time you turn on your TV. Um, I don't know. I think wash your hands and be conscious of
2: <laughs> who you're around and you should be good. But what is baiting? What is, what is to say the... Are you talking
1: about clickbaiting? Yeah, any... you Yeah, okay. any form of baiting? Yeah, I, um, as far as like click baiting, that's just one of those things where people post sensationalized headlines or take a quote out of context and make it sound like some, somebody's saying something that outrages people to get clicks to their website and then those websites have advertisers and they make money every time someone clicks it, so... It's become a thing where everyone just, just competition is you can get the most
2: clicks. Yeah. And, um. Uh. How do you feel about uh, Nancy Grace? Do uh, <laughs> you ever watch she her, her show? The shit out of me.
1: Yeah, she knows the shit out of me.
2: <laughs> now, um, as far as uh, as far as different things in the media, um. That end up getting the most coverage. Uh, of course, lately it's been these uh, shootings and things. Uh, Boston was a big thing. Um, what scared me was how the whole city there was on lockdown, and, you know, mm-hmm. the curfews that were set in Ferguson. So it, it kind of like, and, you know, military like police just there and ready, popping up right. everywhere. That- that's been like the most shocking
1: thing to me you know, the, the, from the Boston thing and the Ferguson thing was just like seeing the militarized police in action and seeing that actually being used. Cause they've been, we've been, you know, there's been conspiracy theories. There's been talks about the police militarizing and getting all its equipment and why are they spending this much money? What do they need it for for the last couple of years? And now like we're actually seeing what happens when it's put into use and it's pretty scary.
2: Yeah. Cause, uh, If something happens like here in Columbus or anyone's hometown, then uh, they could put that same plan and you know tactical action into place. Where like, okay, we're locking the whole city down; nobody could come out till we find this guy that did this one thing. Like that seems to me like where it's going, and it seems like martial law to me. um, I mean, is is that the way? Like, uh, things are. Uh, all indicators point to uh, um, this this country and society heading that way. After particularly Boston, no. I use I use I just keep going back to Boston like like what happened there.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think I try not to have that much of a pessimistic view anymore on things. I don't think that we're like on the road to hell or anything, but um. I think we're definitely at like a boiling point where these issues need to be figured out um, before it could possibly go in that direction. Um, But I, I think I'm impressed with like people's opinions on things and how I think before I did not have faith in the intelligence of most Americans. And I think lately I've been feeling like, all right, people know right and wrong and there's a more good human beings than there are bad. It's just, they needed to see shit get real to kind of wake up out of that coma.
2: Yeah. That's a, a lot. Like you said earlier on the internet, especially there, there's a lot of different videos, a lot of different things getting watched by people that, that, that can be perceived as the truth that aren't necessarily the truth. So, that is also, it's kind of like uh, you gotta. I guess you gotta kind of like go by off of what you, your gut feeling, almost anymore. Like, well, what is really going on, or can this be confirmed, or can that be confirmed? Then you talk about the road to hell. Uh, I'll tell you one thing that's definitely been on the road to hell for a long time. That's a uh, rap and hip hop music. <laughs> now, I've had uh, people on my show say that a. Uh, Hip-hop is directly responsible for uh, a lot of people getting crazy and, and shootings and things that have happened here in the city. And then other people that say, no, that's nonsense, you know, like uh, it's just alcohol. So uh, where, where's your stance on that as far as the uh, crime in Columbus and people that, uh, you know, because you do shows, you're the headlining guy. So <laughs> I'm sure you've seen a lot of this. Of fights and stuff You um, out to me it's, it's always one o'clock in the morning and not directly music influencing people to act violent
1: yeah I don't think anyone's sitting there listening to music and as the night goes on the more rap that they hear the more like
0: oh shit yeah
1: I need to kill somebody I don't think that's what's happening I think <laughs> it is it's it's definitely alcohol always plays a part in it um, but I
0: don't you know I have to like that. I hate you. Just, like, like <laughs> just, just like that oh, I need to kill somebody.
1: yeah, it's not yeah, possessing yeah. them to do things. Yeah, it's. I hate like I hate blaming entertainment for stuff because when you start blaming entertainment for people's actions, then things get really weird, and that's when censorship starts happening, and and I don't think that that should happen. I think there's something. If somebody can be influenced to that degree by any kind of entertainment, there's something else going on. Entertainment's not the problem, and those people that are going to be uh, influenced by it, it's a, such a it's a it's a very minor number compared to the rest. So I don't think it's fair to punish everybody else
2: for a few jackasses. <laughs> I think the way you just said that and the way you just put that just answered that question for all time. 'cause you're like this guy had listened to the song and they're like, Oh shit, now I need to kill somebody So that just kinda of like, you know, it kinda of puts it like as to how ridiculous that is. I mean well, they um, said that um, about
1: other music in the past. They used to say that about Ray Charles's music. I mean and you listen to that now and you laugh. Like how that's crazy. They said it about rock and roll I mean and now rap's the one that's getting that
2: <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Well, before we before we get off the air here, uh, I've been doing this lately. I've been asking everyone for their top five worst rappers. It could be right now. It could be all time. But who are just five rappers to you that you know you would say are the drizzling shits? Iggy, 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 Iggy. There you go. She so so, gets all top five spots. gets all top five spots. Yeah.
1: What about Birdman? And, yeah, and, man. and I do not... Who, I don't know who said Drake is one of the worst rappers, but that is not true at all. He's corny as fuck as a human being, but he is a good rapper.
2: Everyone's been saying it's coming on my show this
1: year.
0: I don't understand. Drake is a talent. no love. Like
1: Technical lyricism, technically, like, as a rapper, he is dope. He... His rhymes are complex. He Yeah, I don't know how you put him in the top five worst rappers. I can understand not liking the dude, but
2: he's not a bad rapper. Yeah, he's a. I think people are, you know, they're not listening to the right Drake songs. Like uh that, that I've heard, you know, for me that I listen to, because you know you hear. Yeah. I'm I'm done. What was that one? Like, I hate the ones where he just tries to sing <laughs> and not rapping like rap the is, rap isn't good enough for him, so he's, he's got it's like give me an extra C D or whatever. But but like I just don't think they're listening to the right shit. And yeah, that and pretty
0: much shuts him up when, yeah, when he goes
2: them. back that and forth. Dope shit.
1: <laughs> he yeah, and he's kinda hypocritical in his he wants to be like that gangster rapper when he's rapping and then he wants to be the the crooning R&B singer when he's singing and it kind of confuses the fans.
2: Yeah. But uh, okay, Iggy all day, I get that. But uh, any other names coming to your mind as far as worst rappers?
1: Nah, I don't. I don't pay enough attention to to radio rap really to even know any of these guys' names anymore.
2: Oh yeah, not, not not just right now. It's like Tough Daddy's my number one, you know. Like like just all time Oh, you talking like, all time, all time. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I'd have to think about it. That's a it's a tough spot. I mean Birdman's pretty shitty. Birdman sucks. I'll we'll see that. <laughs> He's a good business man. <laughs>
2: I want to thank you for coming back on the show tonight Unfortunately, we're out of time we're about to play as uh, Patriot Act." any any shout outs any any shout outs you want to send out here Uh, shout out Ohio That's
1: that's it yeah peace man
0: Can't even describe the pain of seeing you crumble It's divided, we fall, and I'm seeing a stumble I've got this weight on my shoulders and I think we're in trouble So I wash away my dreams and watch them leave in a puddle With no rebuttal Then you fog up the mirrors With the smoke that you're blowing But we are the heroes And we are the chosen The reason they fear us Cause these guns are loaded If they're killing our people Then we have to show them black and loaded Black and loaded you give up your rights Just to feel like you're safe, Cause you're free from the surprise In the divided state Like 15 in the night No disguise, only fate Cause we're blinded by the heights